Hey gals and guys, it's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on grounding. Let's do this. I want to start out this episode by giving a shout out to a new uh, supporter on Patreon, Fabiola Noel, which is a fabulous name. She came on at $5 a month. And did you know at $5 a month, you can have access to my micro podcast? This is episode 120, but I have 30 other episodes. <laughs> um, raw recordings that I create on my phone as some thoughts and revelations and things come to mind in real time, basically. Uh, I will record it on my phone and then like immediately upload it to Patreon. So um, when you become a $5 a month Patreon member uh, of a supporter of the show, there is a back catalog of 30 episodes that you immediately have access to. And the newest one might be one of my favorites. It's, uh, it's called The Good Old Days Are Now. So go to patreon.com slash YMH5, use the number five, patreon.com slash YMH5, and you can support the podcast at $1 a month. You'll get a shout out and uh, and an invite to the Facebook group that we have around this podcast, about 200 people of us. And then uh, at $5 a month, you get the shout out and access to this podcast and an invite to the group as well. Thank you for your continued support there. And uh, let's move on to the episode. I think my first understanding of grounding as uh, as, as a human uh, was, you know, in the electrical engineering aspect of um, grounding is the act of connecting a conductor or exposed conductive parts of an installation to the earth. The grounding protects personnel from stray currents that could leak into uh, metallic enclosures. I was just watching a video this week of a bolt of lightning striking the New World Trade Center that was constructed after uh, the collapse of the of the two uh, World Trade Centers. It's called One World Trade Center, and there was a there's a bolt of lightning. And I don't know if you've seen this. You probably have on top of skyscrapers and on top of One World Trade Center. There is a lightning rod. It's just it's just a little rod that goes straight up. And it, that is sole purpose is to, to act as a grounding for lightning strikes. And I saw a video of this just this last week, pretty intense, <laughs> but we're talking about grounding in the sense of, um, anxiety, uh, and grounding techniques that help us, uh, push through some emotional overwhelm and emotional, uh, states of distress and I know I've talked about it on this podcast before, but I'm dealing with it right now. Anxiety is up, way, way up uh, in my life right now. I take some medication for anxiety and I'm taking it and it's still really, really affecting my body. Um, I'm not exactly sure all the reasons. Uh, I do have a marathon coming up this Sunday and that has something to do with it. I'm not sleeping well also. There are just some items in the news that have come up that have caused also additional anxiety for me on a personal level. So I need, I need to talk about this subject. And as we've talked about anxiety in the past, it can be overwhelming, yes, but it also serves a purpose, uh, kind of our primal uh, human capacity to deal with threats. Um, we, we have anxiety. We have fight, flight, or freeze. And um, we needed those uh, over the years 
of humanity to survive against bear attacks. You know, anxiety releases adrenaline and causes us to go uh, the extra mile to solve a problem in front of us. And uh, so anxiety serves a purpose. However, especially because uh, we are relatively safe from nature, at least in my country, and uh, certain aspects of uh, survival uh, that we needed to, we needed anxiety to, you know, to go hunt uh, for our food, for our, our primary source of food. I just go to the grocery store <laughs> and, um, and it can pop up in um, some negatively, negatively affect uh, your mental uh, health and well-being. I don't know if you experience this, but anxiety can really overwhelm you. It can kind of be like a flood of anxiety can flood your body uh, with stress targeting hormones that can make you feel physically sick over long exposures uh, can help uh, it can cause panic attacks and grounding techniques are kind of a way to combat um, those moments where you feel absolutely out of control grounding kind of brings the control back uh, kind of like a lightning rod and a stray current coming out of nowhere and we're trying to take that energy and uh, be productive with it or be focused with it focus it in an area that will make sense for it to live so grounding techniques are coping strategies Therapist Joanna Philidor says grounding techniques are tools used to self-regulate in moments of stress and anxiety. They serve as gentle reminders to stay focused and anchored in the present moment, which is what helps reduce the feelings of anxiety and overwhelm. Grounding techniques can be anything that brings your attention to the present. When the brain is experiencing a threat, whether it's perceived or actual, it doesn't matter. It affects the nervous system similarly as it activates our threat response. Grounding techniques allow for the body to calm itself so that it sends the signal that there isn't an actual threat present. So let's go into some grounding techniques. One that really does help me a lot of the time um, when I'm feeling my uh, heart rate kind of elevating um, and I'm feeling like maybe a panic attack is coming on is, is called boxed breathing. And, um, for instance, breathing in for four seconds, holding for four seconds, and then breathing out for four seconds. I kind of learned box breathing, so I kind of go back to it on four seconds, breathing in, holding for seven seconds, and breathing out for eight seconds. I find that um, the breath out being longer really helps, kind of releases some tension, some inner tension within me, and calms me down quicker. Another physical grounding technique that I have to remember to do because I'm not good at this, but when I do it, I'm, I'm always glad that I do is called is, is stretching. Um, and uh, for me, I have high blood pressure. It's in my family and uh, I, I do take some medication for it, but it's, it is, has been up lately and, and stretching. And so it kind of makes me kind of feel tense in my body. Sometimes I feel like I sometimes feel my blood pressure up. And so um, stretching can kind of release some of that tension Um, and it's really easy to do, but it's just, you have to be intentional about doing it, but it's a great grounding technique. Exercise, you know, of course my heart rate and and blood pressure and all that goes up during exercise, but after exercise, I feel all this release of tension. There's a mindfulness exercise that I've I've heard about. Uh, It's called five, four, three, two, one exercise. Uh, And so wherever you are in a given moment, you identify five objects and then you go on to the next one. Four different sounds. What four different sounds do you hear? Then what three different textures do you feel or can you feel? 
what two smells can you identify and then um, what taste can you kind of imagine or, or taste in your mouth right now? And then another one is just really focusing in on uh, one particular sense. Like if you went and grabbed a, a ice cube and you held it and you notice what it feels like or you uh, lit a candle and you tried to, you know, smell that scent. In this same article, uh, Joanna Philidor talks about some cognitive grounding techniques, in particular with distraction, uh, which is interesting, but you can distract yourself into returning to the present. Philidor explains, uh, it's important to be mindful about using distraction as a grounding technique. Distracting too much can be a way of avoiding the issue, so if you use distraction as a grounding technique, uh, just be sure to eventually return to the issue and address it. Basically, with with distraction, you are bookmarking it for later. She calls these uh, cognitive grounding techniques uh, that act as mindful distractions, and um, they can include distraction through music, through watching TV, or drawing. Who knew watching TV could be healthy for you? But <laughs> um, talking to a friend or a loved one, and another one is uh, playing with or simply interacting with your pet. You know, when I first heard of this sort of grounding, which I had never heard, never really being in a mental health career or or area of study, um, but my wife for a while worked in a recovery center, and and she brought up this idea of grounding, and you know, in some extreme cases, um, sometimes it involves like holding someone really tight or um, just really bringing them back to the reality because when you're in a recovery center um, there's a lot of dissociation that happens and people and flashbacks that happen to times of trauma in your life and those are very real and uh, and, and if anyone tells you not then they are not looking into the science of it uh, our brain is a complicated organ and uh, as we've talked about our wires can get crossed and we can have the neuro single signals and the uh, neuro pathways just bring us mentally back like right back like we're there you know as we've also talked about watching someone eat ice cream your brain lights up in the same way as if you were eating ice cream the brain is so strong that it can bring it can give you signals that something that isn't happening is actually happening and I have to remember this when I have these moments of high anxiety. I immediately go to the worst case scenario. I don't know about you, but I go, well, I'm having a heart attack or I have an artery clogged or there's something wrong with my heart. And it almost feels like a cop out or, um, you know, I can feel I can make myself feel less than or stupid by saying oh, it's all in my head. It's just anxiety. It's all in my head. Phil, get out of your head. But anxiety, even if it does have a lot to do with what's happening in your head, it's very real what's happening in your head. And it does affect the operations of your body. You can imagine getting chased by a bear and your heart rate rate will increase. It's it's amazing. I'm afraid of heights and I see people, I see videos of people thousands of miles away on a cliff and my heart rate increase, increases and I like crumple into a ball. I can't stand it because I, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm there. And if you don't deal with this in the same extreme visceral way, that's awesome. <laughs> Great for you. But you also might have other issues in that it's harder for you to offer empathy for people who have a lot of feelings or wear feelings on their sleeve, uh, or you may have even a hard time expressing your feelings as well. And that might be the other side of it, which is okay. We're all works in progress and we need each other to bounce each other out. Um, I am a more anxious person than my wife and she often uh, gives me 
kind of a, a voice of truth to kind of counteract and, and, you know, and she, she has anxious moments too. And I'm able to maybe not be anxious in that moment and add some truth as well. So we, we all, we all need each other. <laughs> and for me, as someone who needs a voice of truth and need, who is a very anxious person, I try to surround myself with people who are a little less anxious. Um, people who I look up to and get a lot of advice from who are, who I view as mentors are a little more steady, um, in their feelings. Uh, but they're also willing to go to deep places with feelings as well. And so they often give me kind of the hard truths. And those are the kind of people that I want to put in my life as mentors who act as uh, grounding techniques for me. They become people who ground me and remind me, Hey, like this thing that you're, that you're believing it's probably not true. And this is probably more true than that. And, and give me some reality, give me a reality check. So people can, people can help ground you. People can be those techniques of, of grounding or those coping strategies. I mean, you view them as people, you don't view them as strategies, but it's okay to, to say, I need you. I, I need you in my life to help remind me of things that will ground me. I need you to help ground me. And if you don't have that, please do the work to, to find it. They're out there. People want to be that all the time. And you can be that for others as well. And I am that for some people. I just try not to bring in my anxieties, my overwhelm uh, into those relationships. I kind of leave them with the people who help ground me. And then I, I meet with those when I am more stable and can offer truth to them as well. So as we've talked about here and as we've continued to talk about, our brain is complex. And I, I sometimes wish there were easy answers. Sometimes I wish I knew, oh, this it was just this. Like, I didn't drink enough water that day. I was dehydrated. And that might be part of it sometimes. But it's usually a lot more complicated than just like one thing. And the issues are greater and there are strategies. And because there's a lot of different, there could be a lot of different issues contributing to um, reasons why you need grounding. There's a lot of different techniques you can use and pull into your life and uh, discover, try work and try to discover what works best for you. Find the tools, build your toolbox of grounding techniques because your brain is complex. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of weird wirings that we are trying to combat. And that's what we do at the end of every episode. Uh, so we find a reflection of ourself and we bring in a positive mantra, a helpful mantra that um, combats kind of the negative wiring in our head as, as science has shown with neuroplasticity. We're never too old to learn new tricks. We just aren't. That's a lie. So we can always rewire our brain and that's the beautiful thing about this recent uh, neuroscience. And we do that by finding a reflection of ourselves in a mirror and we say something positive, something that helps rewire our brain and believe new positive uh, stories in our life. And so find a reflection and say this to yourself. Today, I choose a more grounded life by utilizing the techniques that work for me. You can play off anxiety as not a big deal. I've done that. I still do that. And when I do that, it comes back stronger later. And its effects on my life are more. <laughs> they're, they're more dire. Like, they affect me. So don't, don't put your mental health in the backseat. Don't ignore it. Don't brush it under the rug. Find out what works for you. 
and take take those things seriously. I know I need to. This was a reminder for me. And as that's a decision I have to make, this is a decision that you have to make for you. It starts with you. Thank you.